Hey, if you're listening right now, you want to listen up because I want to talk to you about scaling an online business. So I'm talking about Amy Porterfield. Now, Amy is an online marketing expert and educator and host of the Top Rank Podcast. That is the top online marketing made easy because it's not easy, but she makes it sound easy. She's worked with mega brands like Harley Davidson Motorcycles and Peak Performance Coach, you know, Tony Robbins, that guy. Holy moly where she oversaw the content development team and collaborated on groundbreaking online marketing campaigns. What a great story she has about how she even fell into this business. But she's got a best-selling marketing course, uh, well, not just course, courses. She's got a thriving social media community and a popular podcast. She inspires and grounds and gives you tangible, self-affirming sense of, wow, I can really do this for over 250000 online entrepreneurs. Did you get that? 250000 Unbelievable. I love this. She proves that by moving away from the step-by-step into action-by-action, action, and man, we really have some fun with that because you're going to lose, you're going to risk, you're going to fail, but we talk about how to get past that in this episode because it's really cool. So even the newest online entrepreneurs can bypass the overwhelm and the self-doubt and instead generate exciting momentum as they move closer to building a life and a business they love. Hey, this episode is sponsored by my good friends at Liberty Tax and Health IQ. From Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, first question out of the bank. I want to just start right off the bat. Have you ever done the firewalk? Oh, of course I have. Definitely. Did you really? I mean, working with Tony, that had to be fun. I mean, he's a he's a big guy. How, where do you come up? He's a tall guy. Where do you come up in height on him? I mean, I'm only 5'8", so somewhere around his chest, basically, but he's huge. <laughs> he's huge. He's got the biggest hands I've ever seen in my life. And, that is uh, for sure. You know, he's got quite the he's got quite the presence. Was it fun working with him? It was amazing. Probably the best experience of my life when we're talking about work kind of stuff. So it was incredible. Well, aside from being on this show, of course, I know that you didn't want to say that like that, but that's okay. (laughs) But no, he, you know, Tony's Tony's really spawned a number of people in the world today who are doing what they do. It just seems like I come across so many people, um, literally hundreds of people that have worked for them in some capacity or something. Let me, so given the fact that you've done the firewalk, you've done that, would you do it again? Oh, heck yeah. I felt like it was pretty amazing. I mean, at first when I did it, I thought, wait, I don't know. This is crazy. I don't think I should be doing this. And then I got across and I'm like, bring it on. That It was so cool. Did you do it as well? Oh, heck no. I've done the scotch walk where I've actually just drank different scotches all the way. Smart man. Smart yeah, man. that's it. And bacon. I do the bacon the bacon bits. <laughs> My husband so. would like you a lot then. <laughs> so how did you get started in what you're doing? I mean, look, you've done a great job of building up uh, your influence in, in marketing for entrepreneurs. So, but how did you get started? 
You know, it's funny that you bring up Tony right from the get-go because really what I'm doing now started in a conference room when I was working with Tony and he was getting into the online marketing world more, like mm -hmm. online marketing launches. And so he had a meeting where he brought in a bunch of guys that were doing online marketing right. So your audience may know him, uh, Jeff Walker, Frank Kern, Evan Pagan, Brendan Bouchard. So yep. he brought in these really big mega online marketers and they sat around a table and humble enough, I was asked to come in and take notes. And I wasn't a, an assistant in that business. However, we do whatever we're told. So right. I went into the meeting. I literally didn't even get a place at the table. I was at a side table and I took notes, had no idea what the meeting was about or who these guys were. And Tony asked them, he said, let's go around the table. Tell me about your businesses. So one by one, each of the guys, it was all men, each of the guys started talking about their businesses and they weren't necessarily talking about the business as much as they were talking about the lifestyle. So all the freedom they had, all the creativity they got to include in their business, the fact that they were calling the shots. And then they started to talk about these online marketing businesses they had and these courses that they were creating. And for a moment, my ears perked up and I thought, what are they talking about? This sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. And never did I have the entrepreneurial bug. But in that moment, I thought, I need to know more about this. And from that moment, I started to look into it more and more, asked to move to the marketing department, got to work on the online launches we started to do at Robbins. And from there, I just started to kind of build my skill set around social media and marketing in general. And finally, about a year after that, I took the leap and went out on my own. How long has that been since you did that? I started my own business in 2009. So it's been oh, a while. It's been a while. It's a, yeah. you know, but right now we're sitting here in 2017. You know, we're, you know, it's about eight, nine years. So that's, that's good. Yeah. And, yeah. Would you, and would you do that again? In a heartbeat. I'm yeah. so glad I finally took the leap. I really just wanted to be my own boss. I mean, when Tony Robbins is your boss, that's an intense experience and you're yeah. learning from the best of the best. So I wouldn't change it for the world. But I finally got that to that point that I thought, I don't want my time or my energy dictated by anybody else. And I want to do my own thing. And so that's what really propelled me to start my own business. Well, I'm going to get into the men thing because you mentioned that, but I'm going to write that down. I want to go back and say, what did you learn from Tony that you were able to apply to what you're doing on the online marketing side? Oh, two big lessons that I take basically every day into my business. The first one is you got to be resourceful. So mm -hmm. anytime that something happens in my business, there's never been a time that I thought that's not going to work. I can't do that. We're stuck. We don't have the money, the time, the resources. In the Robbins organization, there was always a way and it wasn't necessarily to throw more money at it. So I feel like anything I want to do, I can figure it out one way or another. And that was just, we had to at Robbins. So I love that I brought that with me. And then the second thing is I learned to model the best of the best. So I'm always surrounding myself with people that are doing bigger and better things. And I never, ever reinvent the wheel. I don't copy what other people are doing, but I go find out who's doing it the way I want to do it. And I learn from them. Like when I got out of Robbins, the first thing I did is I joined a mastermind. I did not have the money to do so. It was $17,000 a year. Who's and was it? Who's it was, was Marie it? Forleo's. And oh, funny Marie, enough, Marie's done a nice job with that. She hasn't she? And it was the first time I think that she was doing it. And she called it rich, happy, and hot. 
And I mm-hmm. thought, okay, I want all three of those things. So bring it on. Were so you for married Judy, at the time? Were you married then? No. I, oh, uh, okay. right. Let me think. Let me think. I might have been, oh, I just gotten married. So yes, yeah. I was. I got married in 2009. So um, I joined the mastermind. And for two years, I was with a group of entrepreneurial women, all different levels. But Marie was definitely someone that I looked up to and thought, I could model that business model. And I pretty much have. Yeah. So uh, you you mentioned they were all men, which is not too uncommon right. in the business that we were talking about, right? Because I don't see a lot of uh, have, uh, women in that info marketing space. Now I would say you're in that now, right? One hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. So there, but there are not a lot of women in this space. Uh, and I've been a you know look, I'm a Hall of Fame speaker, been around for a long time. I, I don't do the things you guys do. I do some of the things you guys do, and but I do other things in, in the corporate world that I like to do. Um, I think I would be pretty good at it if I was in that space, but I this is not my thing. I don't. It doesn't interest me as much as it as it does for some of you, which is great because we each have to have our own passions, right? Right. So, so why do you think there's not more women in that space? You know, I will say that it feels very cutthroat at times, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, masculine competition. And I tease about it with my guy friends all the time. They want to know my numbers and what I've been doing and how I'm launching. And I always tease them like, "Come on, you're so aggressive with this. I don't want to be competitive." That's just like a penal extension for most. You know what I mean, right? I mean, <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. But I have to say, I do have that competitive spirit, and a lot of women have it, and I love it, and I want to embrace it. We just do things a little bit differently. So Mm -hmm. it's been a journey being in an industry where there's primarily men and I've had to carve out my own way. The thing that's interesting with my business is I don't cater to women. So I sell online training courses and I attract both men and women into my programs. And I like that because I don't have to be a woman in a a woman in the industry that's only catering to other women. I literally am doing what the guys are doing and I've just found my own way of doing it. So I have had to be very clear about my messaging, who I am, how I'm coming across, and I didn't have to do it like them, which basically means I'm not necessarily doing the type of marketing that maybe some of the fierce internet marketers are doing, but I found my own way and it's worked. I want to come back to that and talk about the differences because I think that's kind of a unique thing to do and especially something for entrepreneurs to learn in terms of voice and mood and tone which yes. I think is pretty critical. So I got to take a break though, because I got to pay for things. And I want to talk about tax season because it may be over for most of us. But uh, if you requested an extension, you better listen up, folks. Let me tell you right now, October is here before you know it. And be sure to check out Liberty Tax Service for all your tax preparation needs with over 4,000 locations. The professionals at Liberty Tax, they provide you with the most accurate return guaranteed. Go to libertytax.com. For more information, I love the folks at Liberty. And, and if you see them out there waving, wave back. That's a tough job. And I love to watch those guys. I always stop by and talk to them. You get some of the most interesting stories. So I want to get back, if I can, Amy, and talk about men versus women. Because I, I don't think the men sell just to men. I think they sell to everybody. But I do think it's on the info marketing side, that's that piece of it, what I would call, it is a little bit more cutthroat. Is you know more men respond to it, don't you think? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that the reason why the marketing between, let's say, what I do as a female and what some of the guys do in the info space is that 
definitely uh, my marketing has a little bit of a softer side. It's not mm-hmm. extremely feminine or anything like that, but I let people in at a level that I don't know a lot of the guys are doing. And so I talk more about my husband and my kid and my dog, and I really get vulnerable about the mistakes I've made, the challenges I've had, and I'm not always about the big numbers. I have a multi-million dollar business, but I'm not always about um, striving to get to those big numbers. So they talk a lot about million dollar launches and making tons of money and making it really quickly. And my approach is more, let's build a sustainable business. Let's slow down a little bit and make sure that our lifestyle is what we want just as much as our business. Now, I'm not saying all guys market that way, but there is a group of them that they go that way and they're making bank doing so. Mm-hmm. I just chose to make, do it a different way. Well, you're still making bank and you're doing it your way. That's what's yeah. cool about that. You know, there's nothing wrong with people making it any way they want. And doesn't mean one style's better than the other. Just means it's your style. Yes. Now, you could do some things that you could say could be a little bit more cutthroat or this or that. And it might work better, but maybe not, you know. But right. they, what I always tell everybody, no matter what you're doing, as long as you're doing it your way, what do you care? You it's know? so true. Yeah. And it's got to feel good at the end of the day. That was something that was important to me. So some of the info marketers, they'll promote something and then there's an upsell and then you click and there's a downsell and then there's an invite to an event. And then there's, there's all these things in a funnel and I don't like that way of marketing. So it doesn't feel good to me. So I'm not going to do it in my own business as well, but they're probably making a lot of money from that. Oh, they are. And if you were here, I'd give you a great, great big hug and kiss because (laughs) let me, and I'm not, you know, trying to get all fuzzy on you, but no, I can't stand, some of these guys just piss me off. I'm going to tell you that right now. I, I think they're sleazy. I don't like it. I don't like the marketplace. I don't like, I don't like how they, you know, here's the secret behind door number one. And then when you get there, oh, wait, there's door number two, door number three, door number four. Exactly. And I just don't like that. And I, I, so I, so what challenges have you had to overcome to get to doing what you're doing? Well, I think it took me maybe a little bit longer than the average info marketer because I didn't do some of those aggressive strategies. And mm-hmm. so that might be one of them. I also am not part of the good old boys club, so I don't have the connections with all of them. You know, uh, a lot of them are great friends. They market for each other. They've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. So I had to find my space in all of that. But you build and, your own network that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. able to do that. It definitely is a different different world as a female in this industry. So I love that we're having this conversation because looking back, I'm thinking, yeah, I had to do things a little bit differently and wasn't really sure if it was going to work, but that's being an entrepreneur, right? You got to just figure it out. But there's been some good people. I mean, you mentioned Marie and some others um, that have really, that are women and I'm I'm not, and listen, folks, I'm not trying to make this a man woman thing because I don't, you know, you all know me, you listen to me enough. We talk enough that, you know, that's not the case. But it's just it's interesting to see the different styles and tones and and I like good people. That's why Amy's on the show. You know, I, you know, I like good ways of doing it, and I like to hear people talk about it for doing it for the right kinds of reasons because they want to do it that way. It, it, and I I do believe you probably had a little bit more to overcome. Who who do you think's doing it the best? When you look at on just take let's just take all online marketing, okay? Because that you know you you make it look easy, all right? which is the whole thing that you do, you know, online marketing. <laughs> it looks easy, baby, but yeah, it doesn't yeah, feel but easy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> underneath, baby, it's, it's a little tougher. It, I, it, a lot of people say that all the time. Jeff, you make that look easy. Hey, look, I practice a lot to get whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. So who do you think, what, what online marketers uh, do you think are doing a really good job? 
So some of my favorite, I already mentioned Marie Forleo. She's truly Mm -hmm. a mentor of mine. So 100%. I think another female, if I were going to focus on the ladies at first, Chris Carr. I I love what Chris Carr is doing. She's more Mm -hmm. in the health and wellness sector, but she also has a really great business mind as well. And she's created a membership site. It's thriving. I think she does it well. And she has her own uh, tone, her own style that is so different than most. I love that. I absolutely love how Michael Hyatt markets. He's a dear friend mm-hmm. of mine. Michael's a good guy. I, I didn't he? know Miss Carr. I don't know her because she's probably because she's in the health stuff. So, <laughs> but but Michael, yeah, I know Michael. Michael's done uh, a good job. Yeah, and he just does it in his own way. And mm-hmm. he is a uh, a Christian, and he's not afraid yep. to talk about that. Yep. He talks about his family a bunch. He um, mixes things up with. He now has a physical product with online training programs, so he's not afraid to kind of branch out there and do different things. I really respect that kind of marketing. Yeah, I think there's a whole new breed of of you and and people like that. Now, Michael's been able to reinvent himself there. I think. Yeah. Because um, Michael was more old school, I think, and then has now adopted this digital version of himself and digital brand, which I think has just been really positive for him. And there's others, I think, that are doing that as well. Tony's obviously one as well. Yes, but, you definitely. Know, um, and and some of him, uh, other folks around him. Hey, let me take another break. And speaking, we were talking about health. Let me ask you this question. I'm going to ask everybody that's listening. Do you exercise for three hours or more each week? Uh-oh. I know I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I raise my hand that I do not. I maybe go. My exercise is probably going to the refrigerator three hours a week. Maybe I do that. But, you know, dang, I bet you some of you are listening in while you're working out right now. I hear that a lot. I think that's awesome because uh, I try to even time these messages in such a way. So I want to tell you about my friends at uh, Health IQ. They've used science and data to secure special rates on life insurance for health conscious people and that you're including avid cyclists, runners, strength trainers, vegans, and more. So Health IQ rewards you for being health conscious lifestyle with special rates on life insurance. So learn more and get a free quote on healthiq.com forward slash all business. That's healthiq.com slash all business. Go go check it out. I, I'm going to check it out. Maybe we should compare rates. I don't know. There we go. So um, so what do you look forward to in in, in working in, the, in an online business the most? I absolutely love the content creation. So mm-hmm. I create all of my own content for my podcast and inside my online training courses. And when I get the time to just focus on that, that's my favorite part. Because yeah. once I create that content, get it out into the world, then I get to see people actually put it into place and get big results. So that's my favorite part of having this online business. But you got to do all the other stuff though to make it work. I really do. And what I've gotten good at over the years is finding the right team members. I have a small but mighty team. I think one of my best hires was a project manager. And (laughs) she is dialing in every single project. She knows every due date. She knows every contractor we use. She's driving the business forward. That allows me to spend more time in what I do best, which is the content. Plus, I have uh, a great community manager that gets into all my groups and she uh, supports people and gets the conversation started. So a few key people go a long way. So how did you find those people? 
So, you know, I'm a big fan of putting together your job description and getting it out on all the different sites, like even as simple as Craigslist and Upwork and all these other ones. Mm. However, my best finds, the best people on my team came from recommendations. So funny enough, I, when I was working at Tony Robbins, I had a great friend there. This is a little tangent, but there's a point. I had a great friend there. We became dear friends. We went on the executive treats together all the time and um, spent a lot of time together. She ended up getting a divorce and a year later she set me up with her ex-husband and I married him ah. which is crazy are you kidding I'm that's totally awesome. serious so I married my Sometimes friend's you know that ex-husband that's a good thing or a bad thing right you know, I know. is he, is he pawning this guy is she pawning this guy off on me because <laughs> right? he's a loser or yeah so good luckily it, wow. it turned out the other way she's amazing like that's a good person that can say you should date my ex-husband and so i've been married to him for almost 10 years now she lives five minutes down the road they had a son together so he's my stepson so we have been very very lucky funny enough she quit tony robbins and became a matchmaker so perfect for her oh, oh, that's, my, she found a passion that's awesome <laughs> she did but my whole point is at tony robbins she was a recruiter and so that is her her strength is recruiting in corporate and now in love, I guess. And mm-hmm. so what I do is I go to the people that I know can really help me. So I went to Tracy is her name. And I said, I need these people. And she's been able to find me some great people. So my point of the story is not to date your friend's ex-husband, but instead I love connections. So the per- my project manager came from a recommendation from people I worked with at Robbins, which is great. And my community mm-hmm. manager came from a recommendation because she was really helpful inside of my groups just because that's who she is. And my assistant's like, we need to pay attention to this girl. So I feel like those are the best hires. They're, they feel more human and more natural to me. You know, I the best people I've always hired are come from people that are recommended from other people. Always. It's huge, yeah. Yeah. Bob Bodine, who's in Dallas, Texas, writes a book, The Power of Who. Everybody you need to know, you already know. And um, you, you can get through them who you know. So what do you like most about being an entrepreneur? You, you talked about lifestyle and, do yeah. you, do you, you know, cause, but entrepreneurs, the only people I know that will work 120 hours a week, not to work 40, <laughs> right? You know, How did so, you know? Because yeah. this is something I'm actually working on. So I've built this successful business. I have this amazing team. I love my students. However, I still work a lot of hours yeah. and I'm not okay with it. One, because it takes me away from my family, but two, I want to be a great example for my students who are building businesses like mine. I attract a lot of people that want to do what I'm doing. And so I want to go before them and say, I don't have to work my life away to have this successful business. So I've been scaling it back and trying to streamline a lot of things. But I will say still, even though I work a lot of hours, my favorite thing is that I do get to choose what I work on and when I work on. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll complain about the work and I'll say to my husband, his name is Hobie. I'll say, okay, I am miserable. I've got to create this and that. And the deadline is here and there. And he'll say, you should talk to your boss about that. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. I'm calling (laughs) the shots here. Why am I doing this to myself? So Mm -hmm. I always can change direction and you can't do that in corporate. So that's why I'm such a fan of being an entrepreneur. You know what we do? We make fun of corporate here. We, we, you know, and, and I say, you know, it's like a, years ago, my, my daughter was living in our corporate apartment for a while and she was kind of be messy. Now she's going to be mad at me. I said this, but I said, hey, you know, Lindsay corporate called and said, you got to clean up the place. She goes, what are you talking about? Corporate called your corporate. And I go, yeah, I hate the man. I hate the man. So, Amen, so we brother. 
Yeah. We make fun of it. That's what we try to do. I say, you know, I, I tell people all the time, corporate called and said, you have to work uh, till five o'clock today. But we say, go home now. And, <laughs> yeah, know, I like it. Yeah. It's just a different kind of life. It is. It is. It is. You know, but you got to have some semblance of, of knowing. Do you work out of your home or do you go I into do. an office? Yeah. No, well, I also just recently got a co-working space and I only go in there probably two times a week. My project manager goes in there a lot more. But I have, like I said, I have a dog and a son and a husband and it gets a little distracting here at the house. So mm-hmm. when it is crazy, I do have a place to go to. And I was surprised how incredibly helpful that was. So I have a little bit of both. Yeah, so it gives you a little bit of focus sometimes, yes. right? Yeah. So d- didn't you come from a corporate background? Oh, 100%. Harley Davidson. Oh, Harley. Uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Harley. Yeah. So that was my first big corporate job. And so what made you leave? Well, when I was at Harley Davidson, I really wanted something more and I didn't know what it was. And funny enough, I attended a Unleash the Power Within event, a Tony Robbins Mm. event, and he just changed my way of thinking. And I tend to go toward what I really like. So I loved everything that Tony was teaching. So I thought, oh, I should work for him. So that's kind of how it happened. But Harley, it was during their 100th anniversary. So it was an amazing time to learn how to market in such an amazing business that is all about their tribe. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Did you, did someone give you the ticket or did you buy the ticket? I bought it. I I mean, I didn't want to tell you because it's so embarrassing, but I had broken up with the boyfriend. I couldn't sleep at night. I started watching infomercials and there was Tony (laughs) every single night. So I was so sad that I couldn't sleep. And then I watched these infomercials and I'm like, I need to go to an event. So that's how it happened. It works. It works. Marketing (laughs) works. It works. Oh, that's awesome. Well, but look how your life has changed because you acted. Yes. You did it. You know, don't you find that a big mistake most entrepreneurs make is they just don't put it into play? Even though it's not perfect, put it into play. It's so true. I say I I'm, was fearful of a lot in those beginning years. I was scared all the time, but I did it scared. And I really do believe it's such a cliche, but it's so true. You just got to do it scared no matter what, because it's, mm-hmm. like I said, a different kind of life when you call the shots. I mean, I'm going to go totally different now and switch around on you. So what do you think about building email list versus like social media uh, following? What's oh, better? You just yeah, touched better? on my, my hot spot there. So uh, I'm a little bit obsessed with list building. I think that yeah. everybody should have an email list in their business. And I really learned this from my early days of Robbins because Tony would talk about this even before email lists were actually a thing that people talked about every single day. But here's what I say. The energy of your business is directly tied to the strength of your email list because social media changes by the minute. You don't own the platform. The algorithms are crazy. You just never know. I say look at social media as the icing on the cake, but the foundation of your business should be built in an email list, a subscriber list that anytime you have new content, you're going to them first. You're nurturing them. You're loving them up in a way that they feel totally connected to you. So when that you're ready to promote anything, a product, a program, a service, a workshop, whatever it is, they are ready to listen and they're going to be your biggest converters. So I really do believe you've got to focus on the email list. It's always a top three priority in everything we do in my business. I'm going to come back to the other two, but that email list is also like a social security number today. I mean, you use that list to build profiles, say on Facebook, yes. that you can then do targeted ads to, or, or for those that want to know more about it, dark posts, which are very effective. And yeah. now they Facebook gives you, for those that are listening, make sure you know that it gives you ability to create a like profile. 
So you can double your audience by creating a, a profile list that looks like the ones that you already have emails for. Very smart. Very right. smart. So it starts right there. So what you said that was one of, one of three. What were the other two? So the first one is my podcast. And the reason being is I do a lot of list building through my podcast and I create Ooh, freebies when people listen. So if I create a podcast, actually just yesterday, I had a podcast that came out. It was a little meta because the podcast was how I create each podcast episode from A to Z. And so I walked through my entire process ah. of one episode, but the freebie mm -hmm. was my project plan. So we yeah. put every single action item in a PDF and people can download it in exchange for their name and email. But also beyond just the list building aspect of my podcast, as you know, this is a way to reach people that we would never normally have access to. And I believe this is a great way to connect, make that connection because you're with them on the treadmill, in the subway, on the bus, in the car, wherever they might be. And you're always in their ear. And that's something that I think that connection is incredible. So the podcast is always in my top three priorities. The third thing is my promotions. So I am always selling every single day. I have an evergreen funnel out there that you can get on my, one of my webinars, learn about one of my programs and buy. So it's important to us that we every day we're list building, we're selling and we're creating free content through the podcast. So that, those are awesome. Hey, listen, my producer, you're listening right now. You better write that stuff down. Okay? You better write that down. And we try to do as much of that as we can, but we always got to get better at it. Let oh, me, amen. Me too. You, know, you just, just keep, you just, I call it adding zeros, right? You just got to yeah. keep adding zeros to what you do. <laughs> You know, what's the what's the biggest lesson that you've learned that you just say, man, this was my golden rule? Ooh, the biggest lesson I've learned. Yeah. I mean, is there something you just say, hey, you know, well, you know, whether it's like trust your gut or yeah. focus or what? Mine is, is there that something? there are no mistakes. There are yeah. no mistakes. Every time I look back and I'm hard on myself. So this is a lesson I have to remind myself of every time I mess up that it's going to move me. There's always something bigger and better out there if I move past it. And so, you know, even though I worked for Tony for all those years, I still get stuck in my head like, ah, oh, you screwed up. Why did you do that? You're not as good as the next guy or whatever. And then instantly I'm like, whoa, stop that right now. This is a mistake and that we're going to turn into a big learning that we're going to we're going to rise from. And so I have to work on that mindset every day, though. Yeah, but it's you know, all right. So we all make mistakes. We fail. You, yeah. You're going to fail. You're All right. Everyone's going to fail. Let's just everyone listen. Listen right now. You're going to fail. You say you're that, but then people just are like, but yeah, but you don't fail. You guys aren't messing up oh, that way. And bullshit. we are every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we fail all the time. It's like I made a bunch of them today. Big bonehead <laughs> moves. Right. And we do it all the time. But you know what? That's just part of the process. You know, everybody says fail fast. Bullshit. Win fast. OK. Yes. And you win fast because you make a lot of mistakes. What do you think? You become a maestro overnight. you got to play a lot of bad notes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I've played a lot of bad ones. And so yeah. and that's another thing you had mentioned earlier that marketing and just the, the people's brands are changing in a way. And I feel that the people that talk about the mistakes in the moment and are really honest with them, especially through social media and email marketing, they're building these massive followers or following lists because people are like, you are real. And yeah. that is a message yeah. that's coming out a lot right now. Just be real. Yeah, authentic is is the number one thing. Yeah. I I mean that's the one I get all the time is people say, well, you know, I know what to expect from you. This is what I expect. You're going to tell me the truth. So, very cool. Well, and I got a the last question. How cool is it to be named to somebody named Hobie? I know, right? And he's really <laughs> sexy. 
But well, he does have a cool like, name. With a name like Colby, you have to. It's kind of like Slucker. Firefighter. I is mean, he really? On. I know. Yeah, yes. Out. Is he posed for like one of those calendars yet or anything? No, he would never. Is he, he didn't even make one for you? Maybe I'll have him do that for our next anniversary. Yeah, Holby, come on, dude. Come on, live it up, man. Live it up. Live it up. Uh, too funny. Well, listen, I just want to thank you so much. We're going to have to have you back because I like talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. I, you would never know this, but I met you many, many years ago at a Tony Robbins event. So I'm glad that we kind of went full circle and we got to meet uh, here. Know, I Good used stuff, to, huh? oh, thank you very much. I, I shared a helicopter ride one time with, with Tony and, um, it, and I've been, I've been to his things. I admire him. I like watching what he does and I like watching what so many people do, even if I don't like doing it, right? I like to watch it and me see too. it. And yeah. And so that's how you learn. So Amy, thanks so much for being here with me right here on all business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thanks again. You're listening to all business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, at the end of every show, I like to talk about the things that I learned, and I learned some really cool things. One, don't forget to put a freebie in, a hook. You get that email. Build that email list. I love that. you got to have that email list. And, and so that was a great, great example of how she throws out a freebie to get them to give you the email. So now you've got them. You, you know who they are and you've identified them. So if they're listening to you, they're online, what little free offer are you giving? And then again, hey, everybody you need to know, you know, it's the power of who. Don't forget that book, Bob Bodine. You get real people from people you know. So use your network when you're looking to hire, okay? That's what I learned right here on All Business. Don't forget, tell everybody about us. We appreciate that. Come and you find us on iTunes. You find us right on C-Suite Radio. Now, don't forget, folks, I can't stress enough how cool Health IQ is. I mean, they've used science and data. Those who frequently exercise with intensity have 22% lower cancer risk. Wow. 50% lower heart disease risk and up to 34% lower risk of early death. To secure some special, special rates on life insurance, I want to make sure that you go to, get this, write this down, healthiq.com forward slash all business. And you've been listening to All Business, and thank you so much. Welcome to C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.